Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Friends, good morning and welcome to worship at Downtown Church. It's good to see everybody inside and outside. I invite you to be present with us today at worship to calm your nerves, calm your anxieties, and know that you are loved. You are welcome, and it is so good to worship God together. Let us worship God. Praise for the sea. 
praise for the morning, praise for them singing, fresh from the Praise for this morning indeed. Amen? Amen. Friends, if we say we are without sin, we aren't being real with God, we aren't being real with one another. So let us go now together confident in a God who accepts us just the way we are, but who also invites us to transformation. Let us now confess our sins together. God, we like to pick and choose We like to pick and choose who is with us and who is against us. We love to follow your commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, but as long as we get to pick the neighborhood, we shy away from any discomfort and are unwilling to confront our sins. God, meet us in our brokenness. Meet us right now. Break open our hearts to be more like your son, Jesus the Christ. And hear our silent prayers. Hear the good news. Just as Christ called from the cross, Father, forgive them. Christ forgives us today. He he washes us clean with the waters of our baptism. Friends, we are forgiven. Called to forgive one another. We are loved. Called to love one another. Let us live in peace with God and with one another. Amen. I'd now like to invite the family of Leonardo Abel Delphin Reyes 
to come forward to receive the sacrament of baptism. Friends, this morning, Jessica Reyes Cervantes presents her son, Leonardo Abel Delfin Reyes, to receive the sacrament of baptism. Today, we proclaim boldly that Leonardo is a recipient of the covenant of grace. In baptism, God brings him into the family of faith and makes him a member of Christ and citizen in the kingdom of heaven. Hoy, celebramos el sacramento de bautismo de Leonardo Abel Delfin Reyes. Dios le invita a la familia de fe en Cristo. Hear the words of our Lord Jesus Christ just as he delivered to his disciples after the resurrection. He says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. By water and by the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, the body of Christ, and we are joined in Christ's ministry of love, of peace, and of justice. Let us remember with joy our own baptisms, however long ago that might have been, as we celebrate the sacrament today. La palabra de Dios. Jesús se acercó entonces a ellos y les dijo, Se me ha dado toda autoridad en el cielo y en la tierra. Por tanto, vayan. Y hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre, y del Hijo, y del Espíritu Santo, enseñándoles a obedecer todo lo que les he mandado a ustedes. Y les aseguro que estaré con ustedes siempre, hasta el fin del mundo. Nosotros recordamos nuestros bautismos, aunque celebramos el bautismo de Leonardo ahora. To the parents, after hearing these words, I ask you the following questions. Do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If so, say, I do. Relying on God's grace, do you promise to live the Christian faith, to embody hearts of service, of love, and to teach that faith to Leonardo? If so, say, we will. To the congregation, do you, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ, promise to guide, to support, and to nurture Leonardo? Through words and actions, with love and prayer, will you encourage him to know and follow Christ and empower him to be a faithful member of the Church? If so, say, we will. Let us pray. Oremos. Demos gracias a Dios por Leonardo y por este momento en que tú lo invitas a tu reino. Gracias por el agua que da vida a nosotros, nos limpia, nos perdona. Sabemos que tu Espíritu Santo ya está presente con nosotros y con Leonardo por este agua, y por eso demos gracias a Dios. Amén. Que es el nombre de este niño de Dios. Leonardo Abel, les bautizo en el nombre del Padre y del Hijo 
y del Espíritu Santo. Es demasiado agua, ¿no? It's a lot of water. <laughs> you only get baptized once. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonder of children and the gift of new life. We give thanks for this child, Leonardo Abel Delphine Reyes, whom you love and sustain with your all-powerful hand. As Jesus knew love and discipline within a human family, may Leo grow in strength and wisdom within his own family. As Mary knew the joys and pains of motherhood, give Leonardo's parents, Abel Delphine and Jessica Reyes, your sustaining grace and love. Please bless all those folks, along with his parents who will care for Leo throughout his life, his grandparents, his aunts, his uncles, cousins, godparents, and other extended family and friends. May Leo know your love, your wisdom, and your care. May he find true freedom in you, and may he grow up to live a life which glorifies you and brings blessings to others. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Friends, this is the greatest news. Leonardo has been received into the one holy Christian church through baptism. God has made him a member of the household of God to share with us in the priesthood of all believers. I encourage you after the service to welcome Leonardo and Jessica and Abel to this wild family of faith. Thanks be to God. Aleluya. Amen. Leonardo está recibido en la iglesia cristiana por el sacramento de bautismo. Él comparte con nosotros en la misión de Cristo. Celebramos nuestro hermano en Cristo. En nombre de todos aquí, bienvenido. Bienvenido, Leonardo, al reino de Dios. Gracias a Dios. Amén. I don't know if you have seen beauty recently. I don't know if you have experienced a beautiful moment recently. I don't know if beauty is even within your reach. But that was a beautiful moment. That was beauty. Yeah, you can do that. It's okay. It's okay. I am thankful today to be here with you this morning as we want to share a word from the Lord. And I want to talk to you today from a topic, empathy. The word is empathy. And if I had to put a title to it, I would call it the power of empathy. The power of empathy. There's a question that I get quite often, and perhaps you get the same question, and the question is simply this. How are you? How are you? And sometimes they'll even add a word to it. How are you doing? Now, if I can just be real with you as I like to be, 
I was asked that question several times this past week in particular, and it cut to the bone. I don't know about you, but for me, this was a rough week. I don't know about you, for me, it was a rough week. I didn't want to answer the question how I was doing or how I was. The thing about it is, my family is okay. My children are just fine. My parents are relaxing. Watch this. On the surface, as it all appears, my life is good. I'm good. Or so it seems. But it seems like every day I saw news, I saw an event. I saw a tragedy, I saw a crisis, I saw a problem, I saw violence, I saw hatred, I saw anger, I saw misunderstanding, I saw things that were happening outside of my world but were a part of my world, and I could not figure out why is this bothering me so much. You're good. Your kids are good. Your spouse is good. Your parents are good. Ain't nobody bothering you. I find myself now when people say, how are you? I answer this way. All things considered, I'm fine. <laughs> All things considered, I'm okay. All things considered, it's all right. And that all things considered, that line, all things considered, is really saying, with all the crap taking place in the world, with all the nonsense, with all the negativity, with everything we got to face and deal with, I guess I'm okay. All things considered. The power of empathy. The scripture lesson today comes from Colossians. Listen to the word of God. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Let me read that again. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with meekness, and with patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourself with love. Love which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. You want to sing with me? And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's the word of God for us, the people of God. Amen. If there was ever a time 
where a preacher or a pastor or a minister could read a scripture and sit down and everybody go home, it's right now. <laughs> Somebody saying, let's do that. <laughs> what, what else could we add to that? What else? What else needs to be said? Now, sure, I was tempted to stand up and read that and sit down, but you know me, I like to talk. And they gave me the mic, so I'm going to talk a little bit. See, 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 but here's the deal. Contrary to what you might expect, I, I'm not going to talk to anybody today but us right here, right now. I'm not going to talk to whatever circumstances, this situation, we can say, did you see that in the news? No, not going to talk to that right now. Not going to ignore it, but not going to talk to it. I want to talk with us right here, right now. Let me give you a little background. First of all, this letter from Paul to the Colossians. You, we, we need to know and realize after the birth of this fairly new church, dangerous teachings began to surface. These teachings would threaten the livelihood of the church and threaten those that would call themselves followers of Christ. And, and Paul in this letter is encouraging believers encur do you ever need encouragement? I don't know about you. Do you ever need encouragement? He was encouraging believers to do what? Press on, remain steadfast, seek maturity in Christ, pursue holiness. Now, the exact nature of the threats and dangers facing the church is disputed by scholars and theologians and historians and others. They, they dispute the exact nature of the threats and dangers that the church is facing, but they all do agree on one thing. There were some dangers there were some threats. There were some things going on that could threaten the livelihood, the viability, the relevance of the church. Now, folks, this is not the ancient city of Colossae. This is Columbia. And we are not Colossians. But I believe we are the church. And maybe there's a lesson that we can learn. And I feel, I feel, that there is a danger we are facing. April 18th, 2021, I think there's a danger we are facing. But the exact nature, I'm not sure. We can debate it. We can dispute it. We can figure out what to call it. We can consider it. We can assess it. But I'm going to tell you one thing. It feels like there's a danger that we are facing. And today, in the face of that danger, I did not come to give you answers. I came to pose questions, questions that will prepare us as we face this danger. I don't know about you, but my heart aches for this country. My heart aches for this world. My heart aches for us. It aches. See, I used to get upset when my heart ached, but after taking a deep dive into scripture, I'm actually thankful that my heart aches. Why? Why? Because the danger that I think we're facing comes in the form of apathy. Apathy. Apathy, that, that state, that place of lack of concern, lack of emotion, 
and indifference. Not my problem. Not my family. Not my neighborhood. Not my community. Not my people. Not us. Them. Apathy toward violence and apathy toward hate and apathy toward oppression and apathy toward cruelty, apathy toward racism, apathy toward so on and so on and on. Keep going. The list is exhaustive. Keep going. I do not want us to grow comfortable with indifference. God does not want us to grow comfortable with indifference. That is a dangerous place. Indifference is not our calling. We are not called to be apathetic. We are called to be empathetic. Empathy, that state, that place of recognizing, understanding, and experiencing the feelings of others. It's more than feeling for somebody, it's feeling with. Empathy, the power of empathy. In the 12th verse of Colossians chapter 3, the scripture reads, As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Clothe yourselves. Put it on. Cover yourself in it. Clothe yourselves. When I clo- you can see I'm up here in the blue sweater vest and the, and the blue shirt and the pants. I've clothed myself with clothes. You can see it. I don't have to tell you what I have on. You can see it. Let me say that again. When I clothe myself with something, I don't have to tell you what I'm wearing. You see it. When we clothe ourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and meekness and patience, you don't have to tell me. I see it. I don't have to tell you. You see it. It's there. It's evident. It's pre- we don't have to prove it. It's there. There's a popular notion in the world today that there's not enough empathy, that empathy does not exist. I challenge that. I believe there's plenty of empathy in the world. As long as you look like me. As long as you look like me. I believe there's plenty of empathy in the world. As long as you worship who I worship. Plenty of empathy in the world. As long as you vote for who I voted for. Plenty of empathy in the world. As long as you believe what I believe. We have selective empathy. We are not inclusive with our empathy. We empathize with the people we identify with. We empathize with the people who align with our own self-interest. We empathize when it makes sense and we understand. We empathize when it aligns with our understanding of our values and consistent with our beliefs. We empathize when we like them. We empathize when they make us comfortable. We empathize when we're able to walk a mile in someone else's shoes as long as the shoes fit and the path is where we want to go. 
Sure, that's one level of empathy, but I don't think that's going to get it. There's another level of empathy. Can we empathize and have empathy for the person we don't agree with? Can we have empathy for the person that we are disappointed in? What about the people that make us mad? What about the person that commits an act so atrocious, so egregious, can't even, can I have empathy for them? What about the person who would never, I would never do what they did? Can you have empathy for that person? What about the stranger? What about the str- I don't even know you. Do you have to know my story before you have empathy for me? Do we have to sit down and find some point of connection before you just recognize there's a human there and I need to connect with the human in the heart and that other human right there? What about the ones whose life experiences I just can't connect with? I just can't get it. I just don't understand anything about what they've been through. Can I have empathy for that person? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. We can have empathy. We must cultivate empathy. We must extend empathy. We must pursue empathy. The world is in need of our empathy. Let me share with you some questions that I was asking myself this past week. And I ask you to consider asking these of yourself. How important is empathy in my spiritual journey? I spent some time meditating and contemplating and thinking. How important has empathy been in my spiritual journey? If it was on a scale of 1 to 10, my answer would be 15. What, what role has empathy played in the formation of my faith? Considerable. Again, I, I cannot answer these questions for you. You have to answer these questions. We have to answer them. Sometimes we can answer them in small groups together, but we've got to take this journey ourselves and find out what can we do to tap into our empathy, not just tap into it, but then to demonstrate it, to extend it, to expand it, to express it. Do I have to be a previous recipient of empathy to be a future provider of it? Where would I be without empathy? Watch this. If people have it all together, do they still need empathy? If I'm in a position of power, do I still need empathy? The answer is yes. Yes and yes. Folks, listen, family, friends, loved ones, beloved, all of us, empathy is more concerned with how somebody is than who they are. I want to know how you are more than I want to know who you are. Because unfortunately for many of us, the how you are question depends on who they are. That's not empathy. Empathy is not a weakness. As a matter of fact, it takes tremendous strength to be empathetic. Especially when that empathy is directed toward people that we may not agree with. Especially when that empathy is directed toward people who see the world totally different than we do. We have to come out of our silos and come out of our bunkers and come out of our, behind our walls. And we have to begin to connect and have empathy and recognize that our world is not the only world. What could happen, just ima- imagine for a second, imagine, what could happen if we harness the power of empathy? 
Could empathy be so powerful, so impactful, that it can make a measurable difference in our lives, the lives of others, the lives of our community, the lives of this world? I don't know where it fits in the formula to solve the world's problem, but I'm telling you, empathy is a variable or a factor that we've got to consider. It's got to be in that formula somewhere. Empathy can result in more compassion, kindness, meekness, humility, and patience. When I start with empathy, I approach you differently. I see you differently. I try to connect, not condemn. I try to help and not harm. As we close out today, family, I want to just ask you a couple of questions. What will you do when confronted with the choice between empathy and anger? What will you do when confronted with the stranger, the person that doesn't look like they belong here? And who got to decide what looking like they belong here looks like in the first place? And the very stranger that we're calling a stranger is calling us a stranger. What will we do when confronted with uncertainty? When we're confronted with uncertainty and doubt, where will we lean? Will we lean on empathy or fear? Empathy or hate? Empathy or anger? Is empathy even within your reach? Yes, it is. Within your grasp? Yes, it is. Is it an option? Yes, it is. There's a thousand reasons that I can come up with for us to avoid being empathetic. A thousand reasons that I can, I can justify. I'll tell you honestly. I could justify being apathetic. I promise you, at a logical, intellectual level, I can sit down and we can write papers that can prove the value of being apathetic. I can give you a thousand reasons of ignoring the world, being indifferent, not caring, not being concerned, and just doing our thing. But there's one reason to not do that. There's one reason to be empathetic, and that one reason is more powerful than those, than those other thousands of reasons. What's that one reason? The word of God for the people of God. As chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. The power of empathy. Let's get dressed. Amen. She's been thinking, think. giving her what she needs, what could make her happy is always out of reach. Everything she wanted was inside of her heart But she wouldn't give it away No, she wouldn't give it away We don't need no mournful sounds Shake your grave clothes to the ground Shake 
Let us pray together. God, today we sit before your majesty. Today we are reminded that we are not God. That of all the things that we try to control, the most important one, the one that we actually have the power to change, is how we care for others. God, there is so much brokenness in the world. Use us, empower us to be peacemakers, bridge builders, and ultimately restorers of your beloved creation. God, free us from our love of violence. Comfort the victims of violence 
And stir within us a spirit of empathy that we might realize that your image dwells within all people, not just the ones who look and think like we do. God, clothe us with compassion, with kindness, with humility, and send us out to be the visible incarnation of your unconditional love to each and every person in this messy but oh-so-beautiful world. And hear us now as we pray together the prayer your son, Jesus the Christ, taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Family, I pray that some way, somehow, somewhere this week, empathy will manifest in our lives. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, 
rest rule and abide with us henceforth now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 Be well.